I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. There's a really interesting quote that I heard at some point on a podcast. Um, it, it, and it goes like this. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Now, why am I talking about this quote? And why did I use it to start this podcast? I feel that there is a deep significance with lack of motivation correlating to our sense of comfort with us being so content with where we are that the only logical explanation for the bad things happening to us is that it's just not meant to be. And that if we sit on our butt long enough, that these good things will somehow just come to us. There are inner demons in your head and there are some problems that we face, especially in today's society. But I feel like one of the biggest demons for myself as well has to be the sense of comfort that I've come become accustomed to feeling. That's one of my biggest inner demons. And lately I've been getting better at going around it. We're going to acknowledge this inner demon and many more and tell you why there's no healthy fruit that they will be providing you and how to get around them. Again, this is solely subjective and based on my own experience and based on Marissa's experience. You have your own story to tell, just as we do, and we'll be looking forward to reading yours. So, welcome to the podcast. This is something we wanted to tackle today because when we were thinking about topics, the idea of our inner demons just keeps coming back up, whether it's fighting with a friend and speaking negative, negatively to yourself and thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't have real friends or I'm not going to find someone who cares about me. Or if you're single or just went through a breakup and, and speaking to yourself, oh, I'm unworthy of love or I, I'm never going to find a person. It, we just have so much negative self-talk in today's world. It's just become what we know, what we what we experience on the daily like when we when we turn on social media or open an account the first thing we see is a photo of someone else and we start to compare instantly to what they have and what they look like and who they're surrounded by and instead of being excited about what we have we turn it into a negative thing we internalize it and we say oh they have more than me or they look happier than me or they look better than me or there's something that they have that i don't and so we have this constant stream of negative self-talk which is basically like our inner demons and these things inside of us hold us back because it's these voices that are telling us that we can't or giving us a fear of rejection or just constantly giving us a stream of doubt instead of allowing ourselves to say, okay, maybe this is fear talking. Maybe mm. this is just comparison talking. Yeah. Maybe this is just, you know, some unresolved pain talking. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's no. true. Like we, 
we have these these inner voices and what you said about comfort in the beginning is really powerful because i think these these inner voices can either keep us stagnant to the point that we aren't progressing or we're even progressing negatively but they also can make us comfortable if we are looking at you know something and it's like oh i'll never have that so i'm just not going to try for it exactly like maybe it's not meant for me mm-hmm. maybe i'm not cut out for it and it's um, like a giving up mindset it really is um Okay, so I don't know if I like that comment that you made in terms of like Instagram. You open up a picture and you see a picture of somebody else and you automatically start to compare yourself to that other person or the life that they lead compared to yours. It's a really funny saying I heard one time that said the grass is always greener. No, the grass is sometimes greener on the other side because it's fake. (laughs) And it really spoke to me because I'm like, well, that kind of sums it up. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's true. The grass is always greener, but because it's fake sometimes, sometimes that grass isn't real. And yeah. a lot of these people that you see on social media, that's all you're seeing. You're only seeing the angle they want you to see, that angle that's all polished up and like made flawless. That Obviously, Instagram is good for a reason. But do you realize before you go to the process of submitting a photo to actually put on there, there are numerous filters. There's a certain caption you could put. There's, you can manipulate that picture in almost any way that you want. Mm-hmm. Not to mention taking this picture aside from Instagram and Photoshopping it however you want. And not to mention things like scheduling services and all kinds of stuff like that where you can like schedule out your posts and you can customize them to have a certain layout. Yeah. And I mean, I like as someone that uses social media all the time for my profession, like I'm not speaking negatively to this at all, but I think it's something we have to acknowledge. You know, like even today on my personal Instagram, I shared a photo of my boyfriend and I, and I mean, that's a photo from several weeks ago. And I mean, it's, it's not to say that it's not an authentic photo, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I could be fighting with him right now. I could be, you know, going through something major with him. And then it's like, oh, but all you see on Instagram is this happy photo. And I mean, that's not what's happening. Things are actually okay. But you know, how many times do you see something like that and you just automatically think, oh, everything must be, you know, perfect. Or you see like the the opposite, like a sad photo and you're like, oh, you know, they must be going through something. Yeah. That's why I can't usually take the sad parts at face value because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to take the happy ones because it's, you know, it's easy to swallow. It's easy to take in. But when you see a sad photo, I've really come to terms with like being questioning it and being like, okay, well, who is the one posting it and what are they thinking? Because obviously they're going to post a one-sided opinion on how this is and what it looks like. And they're going to try to kind of manipulate it to where I change my mind. Because no matter what source you see it from, a source is a source. Yeah. And that source has an agenda. I mean, at least I haven't met somebody that's like, hey, this is what I think of this. But there's also another side and I'm going to post that side too. Like it's it's never been that kind of thing for me. And lately I found myself, uh, okay. So I've quit Facebook. I don't know how long ago I just stopped using it and just deactivated it. Cause I was like, whatever, everything I see on this is either an ad or just people angrily just like going crazy over each other over something that was like, there'd be a picture of a baby, like that's cute baby. And then somebody was like, Oh, not in Donald Trump's America. And someone else just jumps in and they just start going like crazy. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? But, but regardless it happens. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I deleted Facebook. Then I, uh, I, I realized that I was leaning more on Instagram and I was like, Oh, this isn't good. At some point I caught myself falling into the the rotation that you were talking about in terms of comparing yourself. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, why don't I look like them yet? Or what am I doing wrong? Or 
you know, why can't I reach that level? Uh, or like not even things that were like that, or they can be worked on. But rather, I'm just like, man, this dude's super tall, and I'm not that tall. Like, yeah. I, I wish I was taller and stuff like that. But it, it's not even stuff I say out loud. It's just stuff that you're like scrolling yeah. and yeah. you're thinking all this stuff, and 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 you just before you know it, you've scrolled until last week's post, and you just keep going and going, and you kind of just you run yourself into a wall, and it's a really dangerous place to be because you're trying to better your life, but according to their standard, according to like mm-hmm. how they live their life. You're trying to model your life after theirs, not realizing that the life that they may lead might be fabricated. That and also like think about the the energy that's wasted and the like the the media that you're consuming. Like is it positive? Is it building you? I I have a really good friend who has struggled with just some personal issues over the past couple years and we were talking about social media the other day and she was just like you know I just don't go on social media at all anymore because I found myself like just doing the comparison thing and I don't know it's just not healthy and I just want to focus on bettering myself and not looking at other people and it was just like such a simple statement but it was like wow you know like how profound that she just kind of up and like stopped looking at it and culture game yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know, this this is podcast is not to say that you need to stop using social media, but it's just more about, like, be conscious of what thoughts you're constantly putting in your head. And, like, I, I feel like I struggle with this all the time. I think every single person does to an extent. I wrote about this. I have a newsletter, and I wrote about it to my, um, my subscribers today, just about how, like, how so quickly we speak, like, doubts to ourselves, mm-hmm. and how quickly, like when we are consuming something or looking at something or participating in something, how quickly we focus on what we're lacking as opposed to what we have. And in the newsletter, I kind of talk, it's it's for um, people that are freelancers or writers or creatives. Um, so it's focused towards them. And the, the point I was trying to make was, you know, in the world, there are millions and millions of people who are all doing similar things to something that you might enjoy. So for example, like you're not the only you know, poet, you're not the only fitness blogger, you're not the only whatever it is, insert your passion there. I mean, you're not the only one in the world. And like, you can have the mindset of, oh, well, I'm not as good as A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through. Or you can have the mindset of like, okay, what can I bring to the table? What do I have that others don't? What's different about me? Or even if I have something that's very similar to someone else, how can I put it in a new light? How can I bring my specific interests and make it interesting and make it fun and make it unique? And I think like for, for me, what I was trying to get at with that newsletter and like what I think both Abe and I are really trying to work on is just changing the way that we talk to ourselves and realizing and acknowledging the, the stream of thoughts in our head because there's so much going on in life. And I want to say that there's so like so much negativity in the world, but I feel like that's so morbid. I feel like, yes, there's negativity, but there's also positivity. And instead of letting our minds be like the number one negative thing, can we change the way we're consuming media? Can we change the way we are thinking about something? You know, when you go up to someone and, you know, you you, you see them as like a potential date, a potential boyfriend, potential girlfriend, like, are you immediately thinking oh they'll never give me the time of day or are you being like okay like let me give this a chance if it works out it does and if it doesn't it doesn't 
Or like, I've been looking at new apartments and it's like, instead of being like, oh, I'll never get that because, you know, I'm not as old as some of these other candidates or, oh, I don't have as good a credit or, oh, I don't have as much income. Like, why don't I just change that perspective and be like, I'm a great candidate. Like, I don't have best credit, but I'm still, you know, someone who could really fit here. Just changing like little subtle changes to shift the way we experience things. Mm. I know, Abe, you were just talking about this a little bit ago where like, you had someone in your life who just totally changed your perspective. I don't know if you want to speak to that, but what that person said to you was just really powerful. It kind of just like called you out on something you didn't even realize you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, this is really diving into like another part of my life that uh, not everybody knows about, but you know, whatever, the cat's out of the bag. So I might as well talk about it anyway. They're going to find out. <laughs> um, okay. So ever since I was out of, ever since I was fresh out of, my senior year of high school, I always really wanted to join the Navy. I always really wanted to pursue that, but there was always a sense of fear of not being like, what if I'm not qualified? What if I can't do it? You know, what if I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not brave enough to be a soldier? You know, what if I'm not, what if I'm not, what if I'm not? And for the, I'm 20 now, but for the past two years, I've been constantly going in a loop of, I'm going to go to the station. I'm going to go to the station. I'm going to go to the station. But every time I did, I would just, I would chicken out. I would be scared. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I'm not the guy they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I can't be that person. Um, and I don't think I'll ever be that person. I can't. Um, so then uh, I met someone who I really ended up liking. This this girl I ended up liking, but things didn't work out. There was somebody she knew who came into my life who was um, pretty high up in the Navy. And he started talking to me about actually no we started talking about just jesus in general Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until later that i found out he was in the navy and i was like hey like we should go get coffee sometime and he was like yeah sure i never reached out to him one day he texted me and he was like hey you still want to go get coffee and i'm like um yeah sure about what and he's like uh nothing you said you wanted to ask you asked me if you want i wanted to get coffee and i'm just brain checking on you cool what an intentional friendship it's awesome and i'm like okay cool yeah let's do that saturday so saturday we went down to like this place called ryan's brothers and we sat down and what was supposed to be maybe a half an hour an hour thing became being like a two or three hour thing we sat down and and i was telling him he was just talking about jesus and life and stuff and he was like well what what do you think you want to do with your life and i'm like honestly like i really wanted to join the navy but i'm terrified because i don't feel like i'm good enough i don't feel like i can do this I feel like I'm not, I'm not fit enough. I can't even qualify. And he started talking to me, and, and we just had this long conversation of just following where you feel Jesus has called you. And this is where I feel Jesus has called me to be this person, to be mm-hmm. to go into the military. And long story short, what ended up happening is, as I asked him, do, can you do you think you'd be able to go to the recruiting station with me? Because I don't think I can go in by myself. And he's like, I'd love to. So that next Wednesday comes around and I go down to the recruiting station and he walks in there with me and we both sit down. I start talking to my recruiter and he's like, okay, let's measure your waist because there's a certain, um, there's a certain length, not a length, but like a perimeter, a circumference around your waist that you have to be at in order to qualify. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and he was like, okay, you're five, six, lift your shirt up. And he put the, the, the waist band thing around me mm-hmm. and he was like okay well you're not that bad you only need to lose four inches that you can do that that's nothing i thought it'd be worse and i was like super excited i'm like oh okay i can do that and he's like we do this 
we start to get paperwork and we'll send you off. He's like, when were you wanting to leave? I was like, send me out ASAP. <laughs> like as soon as possible, yeah. I want to be out. Like ship me out. And I was like super happy afterwards. But anyways, two weeks down the road, talk present day. This was yesterday and he ends up calling me. And I was like talking to him about this girl that I thought was cute. And that I was like thinking like, man, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if it'll work out and stuff and from the period that I went down to the station to yesterday I was constantly calling him and asking him hey can this get me disqualified can this get me disqualified can this get me disqualified stuff that does not get you disqualified <laughs> and he was like no 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 you're good you're good you're good and then yesterday I call him and we're talking about this we're having a, a kind of like a heartfelt bro moment and he's kind of like telling me he's like you know before I let you go there's one thing that I do want to mention to you. And I'm like, what is that? And he tells me, there is a, I've, re, I've noticed a pattern with every single phone call that I get from you. And I was like, really, what is that? And he tells me, every single time that you talk about a future, a potential future opportunity, a good thing that can happen to your life, you talk about it from the perspective that you've already been rejected. And I'm like, Whoa. I was shocked because he was right. I just never noticed it. Yeah. And, he, and he was like, with the Navy, you're always, you're, you're telling me you're looking, you don't, you want to be in the Navy and stuff, but, but every time you call me, you're worried that you're going to get disqualified for something that's insignificant. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because I just, I don't know if I'm worthy of it. And he's like, you are, you're worthy of all of it. You know, you're mm -hmm. worthy of every single thing, but you, you are the only person standing in your own way. Yeah. Like none of nobody else is sitting here telling you you're getting disqualified. She's not going to go out with you. You're not going to lose the weight. And in this past week, I've gone down a pant size. I've lost Woo! a pant size. Little celebration moment. And I got so excited that I went straight from the old Navy straight to the gym to run some more. I was super happy because I'd never lost weight like that with the intention of losing that weight. That was my goal, and it happened. And he told me, he was like, you're you're never going to get anywhere if you keep speaking this fake rejection into yourself before mm -hmm. anything's even happened. And even if you were to get rejected, that's not a rejection. You take that and you, and you say, you know what, there's something better out there for me, and I'm going to go do that. And if you don't do that, then go do something better. Then go do something better. Then go do something better. But yeah. regardless, you're doing... 50 to 75% more than people who default to their regular lives do. Yeah, and then they stay comfortable. You're trying. You're mm -hmm. doing something. And I was telling him, ever, ever since I started working out, ever since I started trying to feel better about myself, ever since I started reading my Bible more, ever since I started trying to just carry myself in a different way, my life has gotten significantly harder, and I don't know how to deal with that. And he told me, he was like, you, well, you learn to deal. Well, and hard is good, too. You learn to deal. Just like you walked in there, and this is what came to me, like, the biggest nugget. Mm -hmm. He's like, you walked in there, and you thought, I'm not good enough to be in this military, to serve my country. Mm -hmm. And you're definitely right about that. You're not good enough. But you will be. And you can learn to be. But you'll never learn to be if you don't start moving and challenging yourself damn yeah so yeah i'm speaking to that to everybody he spoke it into me so i'm speaking yeah. it to everybody you are not good enough in this very moment if you feel like you're not you're not good enough but you can be mm -hmm. 
you can be and it will be challenging and it will suck the life out of you sometimes and sometimes you won't even want to get out of bed it's challenging to want to do something better to your life it's challenging to want to grow as a person to want to physically reach a goal to want to mentally reach a goal to want to emotionally reach a goal to do something that you know is good for yourself in the long run it is so much easier to just stay in bed and hit the snooze button and not do anything about it. It's so much easier to default back to your regular life. So much so that now that there's a 1% and there's a 99%, but the 1% is the 1% for a reason. It's hard to want to change your life. It's easy to dream about it, but it's hard to really want it and act on it. Because part of it isn't even just acting on it. It's realizing what it is you have to do yeah first figuring out those goals and then thinking how am i going to execute these goals realistically yeah i can't tell you the number of times that i've been like i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna lose weight and then i work out for a week and i quit and we've all started that we've all started a workout plan or something like something like that and then we quit and i'm not saying that's that's bad but it's not going to get us anywhere right you can't quit on life because life's not going to quit wailing on you. You can't. Mm-hmm. So you need to fight back because it's not going to stop fighting you. Yeah. No, but what, you just need to start giving it resistance and you need to start being like, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for it yet, but I yet. will be. I will be. I will be and I can be and I'm capable of being because if I don't, who will? Mm-hmm. Because if you, if there are 10 people in a room and all of them, the main goal in this room is for one of them to open a door to get out. If all 10 of those people say, I'm not capable of opening that door, nobody's getting out. But if if even one person is cap- knows they're capable or believes they're capable, they will turn the knob and walk through the door and the person right behind them is going to be like, wait, they did it so I can do it. Yeah, and then, it and then just, the person behind them. Everything. And then the person behind them. And then the person behind them. Before you know it, the room's empty. Yeah. People believed at some point in time that they could never break the 12-minute mile, that you could never run the 12-minute mile. Now, people do it in gym class for a warm-up. Yeah. It's expected of you. It's crazy. I'm just saying, life is not limited to the circumstances that you're living in right now. Life has so much more crap and so much more beauty to offer you, but you're never going to see half of that beauty if you don't go out and try to find it. And sometimes that beauty's within yourself. Absolutely. But I think a lot of that beauty's within yourself. But sometimes you have to do really hard digging. Yeah. And you have to take out all the dirt and all the dirtiness and all the sadness and all the crap before you can find the gold mine. Yeah. But it's in there. You have to unlearn a lot of the things that you've taught yourself. You need whether, to reprogram yourself. Yeah. Whether unconsciously or things that like, you know, you've gone through or people that have hurt you. It's like unlearning all that negativity and putting back like a like a new program you know like just starting new it's hard but it's possible yeah it's and it's simple but it's not easy yeah it's simple but it's not easy i like that it's it's crazy because i don't know like there's i mean i might be speaking from a perspective of of i might sound like i'm speaking from a perspective of victory but i'm not not yet not yet. There's so much Not more. Not yet. There's so much more left for me to do. And there's so much more left for me to conquer. But I know it's possible. A friend of mine, um, and I don't know if this applies, but I was having a, a talk with my friend Brandon. And we were sitting down and, and he was asking me, like, 
we were talking about working out or something. We were watching the game when Golden State was still destroying Cleveland. And we were talking. And basically, he was asking me during the commercial break this random question. He was like, how do you know, like, that you're going to be where you say you are going to be? Like, how do you know that, that all this is possible for you? Like, how do you know that one day you want to be a dad? And I, I can't say I want to be a dad. Like, this is from his perspective. Like, he's mm-hmm. saying, like, how do you know that one day you want to be a father? How do you know that one day you want to be a husband? How do you know that? Because I can't say that right now. And are you ready for that? And and are you ready for everything that's happening? And I just told him, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I can't tell you that if I met the perfect woman, I would marry her right now. I can't tell you that if, God forbid, I got somebody pregnant, that I would be a perfect dad right now. But I believe that one day, one day I will be fit enough. I will be fit enough mentally and maturity-wise to be a father, to be a husband. I believe that one day I'll get there. Maybe not today, maybe not next week, maybe not in a year, but I will get there one day because I know it's possible. I know. Mm -hmm. And I have to believe that because nobody else will believe it for me. Because if I, if I default that belief, if I lose that faith, then there's nothing left. Because nobody else is going to sit there and, and pat me on the back and be like, you can do it, you can do yeah. it. Like, this is all for you. There are presents waiting. It's just you just have to do it. Most people expect there to be somebody cheering them on. And sadly, most of the time you're going to be opposed. When people see that you're trying to grow and people see that you're trying to get something in life, they're not going to like it. Well, not all of them you'll sometimes have the great friends that I've had the fortune of having to support you and be like, you know what, you can do it, you can do it. But even they were total dicks sometimes. And and you have to base your future reality not on what they expect you to bring to the table, but what you think you might be capable of doing. Like Your life is only going to become your life if you take ownership of it. Absolutely. Like Life isn't going to just roll over for you. Like it's, you need to get out there and do something. Mm -hmm. And those inner demons that are telling you to stay in bed, to stay in bed, to, oh no, go with the cookie over going with the salad or no, like you quit or give up, stay up late. One more episode of Netflix. That's my biggest one. Like quit, quit, quit. Like you can't, I can't tell you the number of times I'm at the gym and I'm running and my 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 standard was half an hour run for half an hour okay mm-hmm. but i can't tell you the number of times i've been at 27.5 27.30 and i'm just like you know what at 27 i could just stop right now like you know it's it's basically all of it like i basically yeah, did yeah. all of it but i could stop right now but no i can't because while other people don't know what i'm doing if i stop at that moment i'm going to go home and i'm going to be like that's going to get me later. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to be like, dude. Those last three minutes. <laughs> those last three minutes. Why couldn't I tough it out? I did 27. Why couldn't I do the last three? Yeah. What What was so important that I had to go? So I had to keep toughing it out, toughing it out. Sometimes the biggest, the biggest person opposing you is yourself. And you're going to need to be like, whatever, shut up. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. I'm going because I know that this is healthy pain and I'm going to learn. And I'm going to do more. And I'm going to grow. But realize that to begin with yeah that sometimes the biggest enemy you have is you and why i feel like it should be the opposite you know like we should treat ourselves like we would our closest friend like a sibling where you're constantly 
building yeah. that person up where you're constantly supporting them and yeah. being there for them and encouraging them when they're down. Like, Absolutely. Pour that love back into yourself and watch your entire life change. Exactly. But why is it so hard to do that? Like, why is it so easy for us to love other people and tell them, oh, you're, like, this is a conversation you and I had. Yeah. Remember when I was going full Michael Scott? And I was, like, telling you, like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to find uh, the right girl. I don't feel like I'm ever going to, like, get married. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm just going to be alone. And you were like, no, like, you won't. Like, you're you're, you're you. You're a great person. Yeah. You have a great heart. It's just reprogramming, I think. I think it's just, but like, you can a combination. See it. So why can't yeah. I? Like, why is it hard? Why is it hard? Well, I can now. But I'm saying, like, why, why is it so hard for somebody to speak mm-hmm. life into you? But why is it so much harder for you to speak life into yourself? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a combination of like seeing things in the world, judging ourselves in comparison, and just letting fear guide us negatively instead of propelling us forward. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from like fear and doubt, and we have to channel that fear and doubt into movement. And when we start to make it movement, we can change our perspective, and then we can change our direction. Yeah. And from there... I feel like fear can sometimes be the most outwardly logical explanation for somebody to give Mm -hmm. as to and explain why they decided to quit like it's the it's the most reasonable it makes sense like oh you were scared i get it it's a scary thing so it's okay that you quit that makes the most sense it's the best explanation that we can find but then when you think about it like when you combat and you go against that fear that's you're fearless well that's when your life just everything changes you know yeah because it's like you were strong enough to get, you were always strong enough to get past it, but you didn't believe it. And when you decide to believe that you are strong enough and you face that fear, then you realize that like the only thing that was holding you back was like your own doubts. And those doubts are never going to stop. Like as much as, as much self-help crap that you listen to, as many motivational books you read, as many podcasts, as many Eye of the Tiger playlists you've listened to <laughs> during your workout that self-doubt is never going to stop because but that doesn't mean it doesn't you give up on it you... it's just a constant battle you've heard the story right you've heard yeah. the story of the of the cherokee chief and his grandson talking about the the wolf you feed yeah and you... it's like a constant yeah there's a there's a bad wolf living inside you but there's also a good wolf and they're at war constantly mm-hmm. and then she, he asked his, his grandfather he's like well, who wins? Who wins the fight? Who kills each other? And he says, the one you feed. So you feed Powerful. the good wolf or you feed the bad wolf. What f- You need to stop and ask yourself, what wolf are you feeding on the constant daily? Yeah. What wolf do you feed with the things you do the second you roll out of bed? What wolf are you feeding? And is that wolf making you a better person? Is that wolf helping you make good choices? 